here for that. All right, Mark chapter 9. Chapter 1. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Mark chapter 1. Maybe I'm supposed to preach from chapter 9. Mark chapter 1. Mark is not a gospel ordinarily that we think of. Uh, when it, uh, because Mark really doesn't deal much uh, at all uh, with uh, the Christmas story. Uh, Mark wrote, uh, Mark's primary interest uh, was writing uh, to the Romans. His purpose was to evangelize uh, the Roman people, and uh, the Roman people were a people uh, of action, uh, and so Mark didn't write a whole... Mark, if you read his gospel, he's, I mean, he's like the, the Reader's Digest version. Mark uh, jumps from event to event to event quickly, uh, gives a uh, kind of a, a brief um, synopsis of what went on and moves to the next story. Uh, and again, his writing uh, is specifically uh, aimed at the Roman or the, the Gentile mind. Uh, and the, the birth of Christ, the lineage of Christ, um, was of little to no interest uh, to a Roman. They, they really didn't care uh, where Jesus was from. They didn't care about uh, the whole birth nativity story. It wasn't uh, that important to them. Uh, the, the death, burial, and resurrection uh, would have been more of interest to them. His miracles, his power. Uh, again, the Romans were uh, obsessed with power. Uh, and so the, the miracles that Jesus did uh, were of great interest to the Romans. But the nativity really wasn't uh, that, uh, that important uh, to the story uh, for them. But there is one element of the story uh, that would have uh, interested them. Uh, and that was the story <coughs> of John. Uh, John uh, would have been uh, of an extreme uh, interest to them, uh, both because of uh, his later uh, dealings with, uh, with Herod and his execution, uh, and so they would have known of John, uh, but then again because of uh, kind of the excitement uh, of the story here as John preached about uh, the coming uh, of Jesus Christ. And you can really see uh, Mark's uh, interest, his, his purpose in writing uh, in that opening verse when he says, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, the Son of God. Uh, and so he tells us here, uh, again, really what his purpose is. And that is the gospel, uh, the good news, the death, burial, uh, and resurrection uh, of Jesus Christ was uh, his primary uh, interest. Again, uh, he really wanted to get that across. And uh, another word for the gospel uh, is the good news. And so uh, that was what Mark was stressing here, uh, was uh, the good news. And uh, again, his uh, portrayal of the good news uh, wasn't so much about the, cra the, uh, the cradle, uh, the, the birth, the nativity, uh, the virgin birth, uh, those kinds of things, uh, but more, uh, again, in the miraculous power uh, and the miracles uh, that, uh, that Jesus uh, performed. And so uh, as we uh, look at this, uh, this passage this morning, uh, we see that uh, John comes along 
and uh, we are way down the road in the story. This isn't really uh, as so much about the birth of Christ, but uh, the announcement of Christ. And John uh, is preaching, uh, and he was what I call the man for the moment. Uh, he, he had a, 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 an important part to play uh, in the coming uh, of Jesus Christ and the ministry uh, of Jesus Christ. And my challenge this morning uh, as we look at this text uh, is for each one of us to realize uh, that we too uh, are men and women of the moment. Uh, God has placed us uh, where we are. God has placed us in the families we have, uh, in the neighborhoods we have, in the communities with the friends and acquaintances that we have for a purpose, for uh, a reason. Uh, he has allowed us uh, to have that circle uh, of acquaintances. As I uh, look around uh, this room and think about uh, some of the various uh, situations that uh, some of you and uh, find yourself in. Uh, for example, uh, Melissa, she uh, goes around and picks up uh, the folks in the county. She's all over the county uh, picking up uh, and, and talking and traveling with people and taking them around. Uh, Archie, uh, his job opens up uh, him to businessmen and, uh, who are opening businesses and uh, need inspections and those kinds of things. Uh, Tommy uh, goes in and uh, into construction settings and has uh, dealings with those. Every person in this room uh, has a various, uh, you, you have a circle uh, of influence uh, that I believe Christ means for us uh, to use for his uh, advantage. And so I want to uh, examine John and how he took uh, the, the track he took. Uh, what, what, how did John uh, make the most uh, of this opportunity? What did John do uh, in uh, promoting and talking about uh, Jesus Christ? And the reason I think uh, that is extremely important for us, uh, especially uh, this time of year, uh, is that, uh, again, uh, most people around us, uh, and it's probably less than we realize actually, have some understanding, some knowledge of the background of Christmas. They, they have some knowledge about Jesus and His birth, uh, they, they, but they, do they really understand, again, as the, the song a moment ago, that it wasn't just about the birth, that it led to the cross, that uh, uh, it wasn't just, it didn't come uh, just so we could exchange gifts and put up lights and, uh, and put on outfits and, you know, gather with family. There was a purpose uh, for the birth of Jesus Christ, and that is uh, our uh, task, uh, not only at Christmas, uh, especially at Christmas, I think, uh, but around, uh, around uh, the, the calendar uh, that all of us have. I want you to notice with, as we look in this passage uh, that we see to begin with uh, John's purpose, uh, and that is... Uh, extremely, uh, again, important is to understand uh, what his purpose was, what uh, his mission was. Uh, why was John doing uh, what he did? Uh, and uh, we go back and uh, the Gospel of Mark there in the second and third verse tell us uh, that it was prophesied 
uh, by uh, Isaiah uh, that John would come, that there would be a messenger. Uh, and <clears throat> we see in a couple little words uh, what, the me- what the purpose uh, of John's mission was, who will prepare your way. He was to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. He was to prepare the way for the Son of God uh, to come onto the scene, uh, to teach, to perform His miracles, to ultimately go to the cross, uh, draw men and women in Him, uh, that they might have a relationship uh, with God. Uh, And so he says that his voice uh, would be calling out, crying out, uh, prepare the way of the Lord, uh, make His paths straight. And so, the first thing I want you to understand uh, about John's purpose is that it is your purpose. It is my purpose. That we all share, uh, if you are a believer, uh, if you are a child of God, we all share the exact same purpose uh, for being here. We may carry out that purpose uh, in a different way. We may carry out that purpose in a different place, uh, but we all have uh, the same purpose. Uh, and that is, uh, I think about, uh, for example, uh, a, a, and I apologize, uh, I know some of you could care less about sports, but uh, again, you have a general idea uh, of sports. I think about a football team. Uh, every player on that team has one purpose, and that is to get the ball down and score. Now, they all carry it out in different ways. Some of them block, some of them run, some of them throw, some of them kick, some of them tackle, uh, you know, some of them catch, uh, you know, whatever. Some of them fetch water, uh, you know, some of them keep the bench warm, uh, you know, whatever. But they all have ultimately the same Purpose. When they get consumed with, the, you know, just being, uh, you know, as somebody has said, there's no I in team. You know, when they get consumed with just doing their job and not for the benefit of the whole team, then things begin to fall apart. Well, you and I have the same purpose that John had. Uh, we may all do it in a different way. I mentioned a few of you a moment ago. Uh, you know, I, I doubt seriously uh, if I will ever have the opportunity uh, to go uh, and, and speak the gospel and talk to people about Jesus Christ in the steel mill. Uh, but Tommy will. I doubt seriously uh, if I will ever have uh, the opportunity to go uh, in some of the other places that some of you go. But you will. Uh, you know, and, but we all, wherever we are and whatever we do, like John, we have that purpose of preparing the way of Jesus Christ. And so here is the million-dollar question this morning, uh, truly, is are we preparing the way of Jesus Christ in our life? Uh, are, are we preparing the way uh, of Jesus Christ in those around us? Uh, to say it another way, are we making it easier for people to see Jesus Christ in our everyday actions? Are we making it easier or more difficult for people to find their way to Jesus Christ? Are we making it easier or more difficult for people to hear the gospel? Are we making it easier or more difficult for people to understand and accept 
the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, that, that's, I think, the real, uh, maybe where the real question lies. Uh, it's not a matter of whether or not they're hearing it, but are, is our life making it easier? Are our words, are our actions, our attitudes making it easier for people to actually accept what they know and what they hear about Jesus Christ? Let me give you uh, a, a simple example. We say often that Jesus Christ will change a person's life. We say that Jesus will bring joy to a person's life. Right? We sing that at Christmas. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. One of favorite Christmas carols. Joy to the world. Now, Here's the challenge. Here's where the question lies. When we tell people Jesus Christ can bring joy, can bring peace, that's another Christmas saying, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Jesus Christ can bring peace to your life. Jesus Christ can bring joy to your life. Jesus Christ can change your life. When the world hears us say that and then looks at our life, do they believe it? Do they believe it? I've talked before about, and all of you have seen it, um, if you paid any attention to it, Give you, you'll see people up in the choir. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Yeah. Not very believable, is it? Yeah. Again, it's about like somebody coming out of a restaurant going, Man, hurry up and get in and eat. This is the best food you've ever had. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the way, uh, honestly, I, I know that's not nice, but that's the way most of our, you know, telling people about the joy and the peace and the love of Jesus. You know, it, it's really hard to accept somebody who is mean as the devil talking about how Jesus will change your life. Man, if Jesus changed some folks, I'd hate to see them before they met Jesus. No, oh, listen. John came to prepare the way. What does that mean? To make it easier for Jesus to be seen. To make it easier for the people to hear the message of Jesus Christ. That's what every person in this room, you don't have to be a preacher, you don't have to be a teacher, you don't have to be a missionary. In fact, I would submit to you that everyone in this room is a missionary. I would encourage again. I don't make commission on what the books I recommend, but there is a uh, there is a great book written by Jeff Org uh, I O R G. If you're going to look for it, Jeff Org I O R G. He's the president uh, of Golden Gate Seminary, and the name of the book is Live Like a Missionary. Live like a missionary. One of the things that you and I have to understand about 2021, or might as well say 2022 America, is we are living 
on the mission field. You don't have to send somebody to the jungles anymore. We are living on the mission field. We have to live like we are missionaries. One of the things the Lord talks about uh, in His book is that we have to learn the culture. We have to learn. We have to learn. You know, the first thing a missionary does before he goes to another country is learn the language so he can communicate with the people. We have to learn to communicate with the people. We have to learn to talk to them. In other words, we have to have a purpose of preparing the way of making it easier for people to see Jesus. Now, let me say something right there that logic demands. Logic demands this next statement. If we can make it easier to see Jesus, we can make it harder for people to see Jesus. We can make it harder for people to hear and accept the message of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm just going to ask you this question. Have you ever heard anybody say, if that's a Christian, I don't want to be one? John's purpose was preparing the way. Then we see his preaching. How did he do that? What did John talk about? What did John do that would make... Uh, make people make it easier for people to see Jesus. Bible says in verse four and five, it says John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. All the country of Judea and Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. This may seem counterintuitive to some of you. It may seem like what I just said doesn't match up. But here's what John preached. Here's how John carried out that purpose of making it easier for people to see Jesus. He preached forgiveness of sin. He preached forgiveness of sin. He preached repentance. He preached a changed life. Folks, I am convinced beyond any... If you're going to come argue with me, just save your time because I'm hard-headed, stubborn, and my mind is made up. Okay? You know, don't confuse me with the facts. My mind is made up. That one of the great failures and great problems in the church of Jesus Christ in recent years is we have stopped preaching repentance of sin. We have tried to become, I don't even know what you call it. We have tried to build our, our services on feel good on music, on comfort, on entertainment, on everything else except 
the repentance of sin. Now listen, don't understand me. I like good music. I enjoy being entertained. But you can entertain somebody right into hell. You can sing them a lullaby right into hell. Salvation. Life-changing, God-introducing salvation only comes through repentance of sin. When I stop preaching that, fire me. Okay? I give you permission. I encourage you. I will vote with you, okay? There is nothing. John says, here's what's going to prepare the way. The preaching of the gospel, the good news, and repentance of sin. Folks, we have, you know, listen, we, we, we have got to understand in... in 2021, and I believe the world is hungry for this. I believe lost people are, are waiting for somebody to tell them this. Listen, you know what I think most lost people know? I really do. I, I can't prove this. I haven't studied. But I think most lost people know they're lost. They know there's something missing in their life. They may not know what it is, but they know there's something missing. And what they need is a church or friends who love them enough to tell them that the road you are on will not get you to God's house. John didn't come and sugarcoat anything. He told the people, you must Repent. Confess your sins. That's not popular or pleasant in today's culture. But I want to tell you something. The Bible still says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible still says that the wages of sin is death. It's still in there. And it's still how God does business. But it still says that God loved us while we were yet sinners and sent His Son for us. Listen, that's the message we need to be proclaiming. Not come and see our pretty Christmas tree or come and, you know, blah, blah, blah. The message is clear. John preached repentance. That was his purpose. That was his preaching. Now we see his preaching, but then the next thing you notice, you see his perception. This is really important in how John did business. Look in verse 6. Verse 6 and 7 tells us something. This is how John saw things. It says, Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist, ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. 
The job of the lowest slave in the house was to take off the shoes of the master. John says, I'm not even worthy to be classified as the lowest slave, the lowest servant of Jesus Christ. I'm not even qualified. That's what he's saying when he says, I'm not, I'm not worthy to undo his sandal. John says, I'm not worthy to even be considered his lowest servant. I don't know how much lower than lowest you can go, but John says, I'm there. What's the point John is making? John is saying, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about Him. I'm preparing the way. I'm preaching the gospel. I'm pointing people towards Jesus Christ. Someone has said the difference in a dog and a cat is if you point, the dog will look where you're pointing, and the dumb cat will look at your finger. John wasn't saying, look at me as I preach in the wilderness. John was saying, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Listen, here's what we've got to understand if we're going to prepare the way and make it easier for people to get to Jesus Christ. Is this not about me? It's not about you. You know what it's about me sounds like? I want to, I want to do it the way we've always done it. I don't like that new song. I don't like that. You know, listen, the purpose is to preach repentance. The purpose is not you and your wishes and your... Listen, the purpose is to preach Jesus to a lost and dying world. Paul says, I've become all things to all people. Paul says, I've done what it took. I've said whatever I needed to do to get people to see Jesus. Have you ever tried to get somebody to see something? And you first, maybe you start out with, you said, right, right over there beside that tree. I don't see it. You said, right over there. I still don't see it. You got over right beside them and you said, right over there. Still don't see it. Then you get around behind them and get them by the head and go, right there. I still don't see it. Well, come on. <laughs> Whatever it takes. John says, it's not about you hearing me preach. It's not about, listen, there are all kinds of wild estimates about the thousands that went out into the wilderness to hear John preach. John could have started a huge church. John could have taken up a massive offering. John could have put together a tremendous choir. John could have had a huge staff. John, John could have... And he could, but he says, listen, it's not about me building a church. It's not about me... Getting, listen, it's about people finding Jesus. Can I tell you one of the attitudes that is really hindering and hurting the church in, in, in our day? 
we're more concerned about getting people to church than we are getting people to Jesus. See, if you get somebody to church, they may or may not find Jesus. But if you get them to Jesus, they'll find the church. Guarantee it. There's a whole lot of people who have found a church that didn't find Jesus. But if they find Jesus, they'll find the church. John says it's not about me, it's not about mine, it's about him. What are we doing to bring people closer to Jesus Christ? That was his perception. That's where he saw himself. But not just his perception, but then finally look at his promise. In verse 8, he says, I baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. John says the day is coming. The day is coming when Jesus is going to come. He's going to preach. He says, I have put you in the water, but it was only external. Jesus is coming to do something internal. He's going to change you. He's going to give you a new heart. He's going to take away that stony heart, that hard heart, and give you a soft heart. One that can be used and one that can be molded. One that can be shaped. One that can, can, one that can, uh, can hear the gospel and respond to the gospel. John, John says, I, I, I promise you, a preaching of one who will come and do things in your life, change your life in a way, give you power, that you can never imagine. Give you a future that you could have never dreamed of. Give you a life abundant. A life with peace that passes all understanding. A life you could have never imagined. He said, if you think what I'm preaching is radical, just wait. Just wait. John says, I'm going to make it easier for you when you see him. And do you remember, not long after that, the Bible tells us that John was baptizing and Jesus came. Came out into the wilderness. Do you remember what he said? Behold. Behold. I must decrease and he must increase. Behold. The Lamb of God. Behold the Son of God. Behold, He cometh. Can I ask you this morning again? Is your life making it easier or more difficult for someone to find Jesus? Yeah, I've got to be honest with you. I mentioned it a while ago. That statement, if that's a Christian, I don't want to be one. Just... Runs up my spine. You know what would run up my spine even more? Is to be the reason somebody said that. Are we making it easier this Christmas season? When we gather with our friends and family this year, 
Are we going to make it easier for people to see Jesus or more difficult for, us, for people to see Jesus? You know, most of you are going to gather with family and you're going to be around your family for Christmas. One of the hardest groups to reach, your own family, because they know you best. We're making it easier or harder for them to find Jesus. John says, my purpose is to help people see Jesus, to prepare the way. Listen, I can't give you Jesus. I can't make you a believer. But if I do what I've been called to do, if we do our job, we can lead them to Jesus. Somebody said, you know the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. My job is to get you as close to what your job is to get the lost man as close to the water and trough as humanly possible. To do absolutely nothing to block the water, the living water, to hinder them from getting there. I want to ask you to bow your heads this morning. Whether you're in this room, whether in your in your home watching online. question is the same. If you're a child of God, if you are a believer, are you making it easier or more difficult for people to find Jesus? To see Him? I want to invite you, I want to challenge you, I want to urge you. Here, it's a little less than two weeks till Christmas. God, this Christmas season, God, I want to make it easier for people to see Jesus. I want to make it easier for them to find Jesus. Would you come and kneel, kneel where you are, and ask Jesus Christ into your, uh, ask Jesus Christ to help you to be that kind of person, to be a John the Baptist, a man for the moment. But this morning you don't know Christ. Listen, I want to make it as easy as possible today. For you to find him. You come, you're online, call, email, and I want to show you from God's Word how easy it is for you to find Jesus. It's a free gift. He died on a cross, came and shed his blood so that you could be saved. It's a free gift. All you have to do is take it. If you don't know him as your Savior, today is the day. Today is the day you can know him personally. You've been saved. You this church, God's led you here. You want to be part of this church. You want, to be a, uh, you want to join this church, be a member of this church. God's leading you here. You've been saved. Would you come? Whatever God's leading in your, you in your, in your heart to do, today is the day to be obedient. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. God, we thank you for the example of John, how he faithfully prepared the way. And God, now as you deal with our hearts, help us to be like him. God, we can't save people. We can't make them accept Jesus. But God, we can live a life. God, we can be examples. We can make it easier, help people. Not be a hindrance, not be a stumbling block. God, some in this room this morning need to confess their temper, need to confess their vocabulary, 
need to confess their greed, their pride, because that's a stumbling block. Not only in their life, but for others who are trying to find Jesus. God, help us this morning. God, for the one that doesn't know Christ, God, I pray you'd stir their heart that they'd see the day, their need. God, that we've prepared the way, that we've shown them how Jesus Christ came. Not for a tree, not for a gift, not for uh, food and all those other things, but God, so that they could know, know Him personally. God, we give you the glory for what you do here today. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. couple of things as we leave. Those of you who wore your Christmas sweater, outfit, coat, dress, whatever it is, uh, go ahead and start this way. Uh, get everybody up here and um, we'll snap a picture of you. Uh, like to get a picture of the group. Uh, and so uh, go ahead and, and give, I'd, I'd give our uh, judges an opportunity to look at you all in one spot. Uh, and uh, so... Thank you, Miranda. Somebody can listen. There they come. As they are coming, a uh, couple other announcements. Um, as you go out on the table uh, will be uh, the 2022 proposed budget. Um, it is roughly, roughly the same. Yeah, I thought she was going to dress up, Gary. Uh, that um, it. Um, it is roughly the same as it has been for the last few years, other than a few little necessary tweaks. Uh, one of them, um, salaries did go up a little bit, uh, just simply because nobody here has had a raise in five or six years at least. Uh, and so we, we tried to remedy some of that. Uh, but that will be on the table uh, out front. We'll vote on that, um, not next Sunday, but the next. Uh, so uh, remember that. Um, and pick one of those up. If you've got any questions, let me know. And uh, secondly, again, remember, uh, next Sunday morning, uh, again, our family day, starting at 9 o'clock. Um, again, be patient if you're not at the front of the line, whatever. Uh, like I said, uh, be nice 
to the photographer, um, and like I said, we'll do the family portraits and get those to you. Uh, so uh, remember that, and we'll have, again, some coffee and hot chocolate and snacks. Uh, so uh, keep that in mind. Uh, and again, invite a friend, bring somebody with you. The, the photos are not just for our church members, but anybody. Great opportunity for some folks uh, to invite them to church on a fairly low, on fairly. Uh, uh, easy basis, and so remember that next Sunday. And then one last opportunity. I asked this a week ago, and I realized uh, some of you may not know what I'm talking about. We ask if you, for anybody who would be willing to be on the prayer chain. Um, and what that is, is um, for those of you, again, some of you may not know, uh, when people have a, uh, an, an urgent need of prayer of something um, during the week when we're out of church, um, they call a person. And that person then passes it down the line to the next person uh, and gets a group of people uh, praying. Uh, if you would be willing to be on that chain uh, and pray uh, in those, um, we used to call it emergency prayer chain years ago, uh, but um, it's not so much emergency anymore. It's just when folks need prayer, all kinds of situations. Uh, if you'd be willing to be part of that, it's not a gossip line, I hope. Um, it better not be. Um, but if you'd be willing to be part of that, um, if you'd let me know. I've uh, got several names who, who signed up, but I realize maybe some people don't even know what I'm talking about um, when I say prayer chain. That's one of those church words that some people don't, don't know what it means. So uh, remember, if you'd be willing to be on that, uh, if you'd let me know, uh, we'll get that uh, lined up. All right. Um, let's dismiss in prayer. Um, and I've seen a couple of you trying. Are they spread out too far to get them in the picture? Oh, there's Caleb. Caleb, you're not up here. Come on, Caleb. Huh? What? I see what you're talking about. She is bossy, isn't she? <laughs> Well, and Greg's wife too. I'm getting bossed around from all angles. All right, let's pray and dismiss, and then you photographers can rearrange and direct and give orders and um, and not you. Uh, did you just tell me to? Okay, that's what I thought you said. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the day you've given us, Lord. Thank you for uh, allowing us to be here, Lord. I thank you uh, for uh, our church family, God, the love and uh, God, that, uh, the fun we have being with each other. Uh, God, uh, that we enjoy each other. And, uh, God, I, I just thank you for that. And I thank you for uh, allowing me to be the pastor of these good people, um, God, who love you and love each other. Uh, God, go with us as we leave here today. Uh, God, that we would take the Word of God seriously uh, and help prepare the way uh, uh, of Jesus Christ. And we'll give you the honor for all you do. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. One other thing let me do real quick, and I always hesitate a little bit to do this because he's mine.